following program may contain coarse language, suggested dialogue, and discussion of violent imagery and sexual situations. It is intended for mature listeners who can tell the difference between facts and opinions. Welcome to the Toonami Faithful Podcast, episode number 106. Believe in the podcast that believes in you! Yep, that's right, kids. Gurren Lagan on August 16th. Be there. Aloha. The Toonami Faithful Podcast starts now. Just who the hell do you think we are? We're the Toonami Faithful Podcast. I'm your host, Sketch, and with me today is... The founder of TsunamiFaithful.com, Paul Schiller. And... Here's Samurai Derail Maddox. And... Gunstar, a.k.a. Adam Nelson. And... Your esteemed announcer, Jim Nelson. No relation. Looks like we got a full Nelson tonight. <laughs> Uh, Good luck pulling that move off effectively, though. Mm, only on Paul. Oh, <laughs> oh baby, come here. <laughs> no. Full, full Nelson into a hip toss, into a crippler crossface. Or a camel clutch, if you prefer. Camel toe clutch. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, <laughs> so how's everybody doing this week? I'm feeling, I'm well. I'm feeling campy today. You I would say that. Don't say that. Revolution, baby. Don't say that. <laughs> You're all trying if you've to seen Drifters of the Dead, you know that line. Okay, all right. More boobies. But what? We have listener mail, don't we? We do have listener mail, because on top of all of the appropriately categorized listener mail that we got, and thank you for that, we also have some extra stuff in here, so uh, we're going to go ahead and read them off. The Crown underscore Mufasa says, Yo, why don't you guys ever make an appearance at Otakon? Well, where were you last year, buddy? Yeah, ooh, tell him, Jim. Seriously, where were you last year? We had all kinds of awesome exclusives. We had an interview with Shinichiro Watanabe. I don't know how you missed that, man. Yeah. I mean, we interviewed Shinichiro Watanabe. What more do you want? (laughs) Anyway. Definitely there. And they interviewed yeah. Shinichiro Watanabe. Yes. Oh, man, I could see Jose just so freaking tensed up that whole time, man. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't see me. I was strung up as tight as guitar strings, and I was behind the camera. <laughs> but anyway, reminiscing of a wonderful memory aside, um, it has actually just come to my attention today, this is about as hot off the press as you can get, that I will be returning to Otakon 2014 as press. Ooh. Yeah, baby. So, yeah. Uh, Unfortunately, it looks like I'll be flying solo, so it's going to be audio interviews similar to what I did at Anime Boston last year. However, the space is a lot more conducive to uh, one-on-one interviews. So uh, I'll be putting in the people I want to try and interview tonight. And um, from there, uh, we'll see see who I can get and what I can do. But I promise it's going to be a lot of fun, as it usually is. Sweet. Austin Allman wrote in in regarding to Samurai Jack the other night. Uh, This week's episode of Samurai Jack was one of the ones that won an Emmy. It was a pretty damn good episode. Sweet. I actually, uh, I don't know, I missed Samurai Jack the first time around. However, uh, it won more than one Emmy? Won and was nominated for multiple Emmys. 
wow. No, it won more than at least there's episodes with um individual achievement in animation for Jackie. Yeah, Bradley it won Creed. lots of times. It oh, was right. nominated for more times than it won. Yeah. But it also okay. won several times. Okay. It was probably nominated in a bunch of different categories, so that's why yeah. it has, you know, so many Emmy nominations. Yeah. But multiple episodes have been nominated. Okay. And yes, the particular episode Jack and the Spartans was and it won and it was a uh, homage to 300. <laughs> 300 came out many years before the movie came well, out. Well, not actually. If you think about the older movie 300, um, the 300 Spartans, you could go that way route with it. Really? Yeah, you yeah. Could go anywhere you want with it. Hmm. Yeah, it was actually a movie called the 300 um, Spartans. Hmm. Did that come Which before was... or after the graphic novel? Uh, this was before the graphic novel. And before the Hack Snyder travesty. Yeah. <laughs> At least so, you don't know what I'm talking God. about. <laughs> yes, I called it a travesty. I'm calling Zack Snyder what he is. A hack. Get over yourselves, fanboys. <coughs> well, moving on before Jim gets lynched. Uh, Toxic Pony wrote in regarding Blue Exorcist the other night. Yukio is really starting to act horrible toward Rin and the others, yet I get what he's trying to do. He was kind of put into a position where he had to be the bad guy. But even mm. then, I think he took it way too far. Also, way to go ripping off Princess Mononoke. Well, if you're going to rip off giant something, rip off. Well, if you're going to rip off something, rip off the best. Yeah, um, I'm not exactly okay with that. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Rip off the best if you're going to rip something off. Yeah. That's the way to say it. Spoken like a true black man, Jim. Well, I, I think there was a I think there was a famous quote. I think it was from Shakespeare. Uh, good authors borrow, the best authors steal. So Yes, Shakespeare should know. <laughs> Stealing from one person is plagiarism. Stealing from many is research. That's the way I like to look at it. Unless you anyway. are a Musician with the last name Yamamoto. <laughs> anyway. I guess it's time for recap? our Space Dandy recap, yes. <laughs> so here it comes, baby. Open your mouth, baby. Here it comes. Space Dandy, episode 16, Slow and Steady Wins the Race, Baby. The screenplay, animation direction, storyboard, unit direction, and art design were all by Masaki Yuasa. Just think of Kickheart. There you go. That's all it takes. On the Funimation side, script adaptation was Jamie Markey, and the ADR director was Joel McDonald. We also had some guest voices in this episode... Todd Abercorn as Carpaccio. Such a great name. <laughs> Carpaccio. Sounds tasty. Yes. Did you get it? It's like carp. James Markey was carp, Yoko. Carp, carp, carp. Andrew Chandler was Minato. And Colin Klinkenbeard, Ian Moore, and Lydia McKay were extras. 
In this episode of Space Dandy, we start off with Dandy, Meow, and QT roaming around where there's a whole lot of food porn going on. Oh, baby. <laughs> and Dandy keeps on telling Meow, I know that you want fish because you're a cat, which Meow detests. And they don't eventually get food here for some reason. They end up back on the ship, and Dandy's holding some kind of peculiar device that looks like a bong or a penis enlarger, perhaps. Vibrator. That, too. <laughs> I, you know, how, I love how he just raised the voice and said, Ooh, I know this one! Ralph, <laughs> put the alcohol down. Put the alcohol down. No, but it is actually sort of a flashlight teleportation device. Probably something Donatello would have made in the 80s Ninja Turtles cartoon. Wait, Sketch, did you say Fleshlight? <laughs> Damn it. <sighs> no, I did not. <laughs> oh, I was just checking. I'm sorry. But that's something else that it looks like, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, just Paul... to, I was just asking. I was just asking, okay? Well, uh, you know, Paul has one beside his desk anyway. Oh, uh, <laughs> boy. Yep, yep, yep. It takes someone to know it. <laughs> I hate both of you right now. Talk about making it glow. I'm sorry, who's in charge here? That's right. The inmates Me? are running the asylum. This podcast is under new management, Mr. Well, I thank you for using my last name correctly. Whatever, Priscillo. Don't said it correctly, so shut up. <laughs> moving on. <laughs> moving on. Paul Prosciutto. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Where was I? Ah. While playing around with this device, which is in fact a teleportation device of some sort, they accidentally send just Dandy's head to another planet. A planet apparently called Pushy Boyfriend, where he happens upon a fish, which is first talking in subtitles because he doesn't have his universal translator. Subtitles on Toonami. You happy now? <laughs> Okay. Hashtag suck it, weebs. <laughs> well, the fish is actually an explorer from another world who has come down there to find alien life, and Dandy is the first alien that he has come across. So he's pretty fascinated by Dandy, particularly because Dandy doesn't have anything more than a head. QT and Meow are still kind of dinking around trying to figure out what happened to Dandy as he's trying to motion to them to send the rest of his body away. But they can't really tell that. They just think he's dancing or something. <laughs> but eventually they send his body to him and then contemplate what they're going to do. Is somebody going to go there? How are they going to get back? And Meow gets this crazy idea. What if I shine the light at a mirror? Sure enough, it works. And he transports himself and the device. And then QT's left confused. Now Meow has arrived, and for some reason, Dandy, the fish guy, Carpaccio, and Meow are all moving very rapidly on a halibut, a very large halibut that is invisible and has a very large hole in the middle of it. Anybody understand how that works? Not at all, but then again, Space Dandy, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Dandy doesn't realize that there's a gigantic hole in there, even though the fish told him, but he can't tell because the translator's not working yet. So he just falls into the center of the planet, basically. And 
the fish follows him and meow, and they realize that the fish has a ship that he can use to get back to the other planet, as he has told them that something very bad is going to happen to this planet if they stick around, most likely going to be set on fire, and possibly burn up the other planet's planet girlfriend. Planet boyfriend. Planet no, girlfriend. Planet, planet, planet pushy. pushy boyfriend. And planet girlfriend. Hey, hey. The fish convinces Dandy and Meow to help him get his ship up there so that they can leave. And then they did something kind of weird when Meow tried to transport the ship so they wouldn't have to carry it. And they ended up only transporting part of the molecules, which made the ship lighter so they could carry it. But how they put it back together is really... It, it's space dandy logic. I, what? It defied the laws of physics yet again. Really, Kickheart didn't make too much sense, and like I said, if you're familiar with Kickheart, then this episode of Space Dandy will be familiar to you, especially the art style. Well, Kickheart was at least grounded in reality. <laughs> uh, female versus male wrestlers, I tend to doubt it. <laughs> no, Darrell. No, Paul. <laughs> Go on. I don't even know, man. I'm not going to say anything about that. Either am I. Well, they get the boat up there. They manage to get back to Planet Girlfriend. The fish scampers off and goes to find his ex-girlfriend, who has since hooked up with another fish, and they talk about how they're so attractive, and they have attractive grandbabies and great-grandbabies, and the fish is all sad and realize that nobody likes him. So he wanders off outside, but not before trying to tell everyone that their planet is in grave danger and nobody seems to care. Well, not not to mention there was a whole bunch of valley talk going on. You know what I'm saying, bro? I know what you're saying, bro. <laughs> it's just like, totally, man. It's like, what the like, fuck? Like, like, totally, I've been talk. like gone for a really long time. I saw totally totally you, bro. All right, stop. I'm going to lobotomize myself with a nice pick if you guys keep on going. <laughs> like, chill, bro. It's not that serious, dude. Yeah, <laughs> Let me get the ice pick. Well, man. we can all be thankful that people that talk this way, we're all burned to a crisp. <laughs> Very true. Yes. That, episode, that episode really took, like, a dark turn at that point. Yeah, it did. It kind of did, because that entire planet just got burned to a crisp. And well, they know, tried to save to the say. fish guy, but instead he ended up being dinner. Yeah, what can I say, man? He would have went good with some um, hush puppies and some hot sauce, dude. <laughs> Describe to me what a hush puppy is again. It's a big piece. Well, it's a small piece of fried cornbread, dude. Uh Right. Don't you know what Long John Silver's? <laughs> I thought hush puppies were a kind of shoe or a loafer. They Go to the corner both. right now, Jim. They are both. both. I can't help being a northern city boy. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed. Austin? <laughs> that pretty much recaps the events of this wonderfully bizarre episode of Space Dandy. What everybody it's, else it's a weird episode. It was a weird one. I mean, if you thought previous episodes of Space Dandy were weird, like the plant episode or other things like that, this got strange. No, I think the plant one's still weirder. 
This was a bit yeah. straight. Yeah, I would agree with that. I would agree. With that. I don't know. I mean, well, let's put it this way. Um, oh shit, I lost my thought. <laughs> so, the overall storyline of this episode is pretty straightforward. Well, the animation is definitely different in this episode. So. Oh yes, mm-hmm. there's that. Well, as that's well. because of, that's because of the um, the dubbing. Uh, not the dubbing. Oh my god, what the fuck is the, the matter? Bu- isn't it the budget? Yeah, yeah, well, it's yeah. the dub budget, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, Masaki Yuasa really kind of has this very crude-looking, hand-drawn style. Interestingly enough, some American animators worked on this particular episode of Space Dandy for Yuasa. Uh, Corey linked us to a blog post regarding that. He said the technique that they used, they used in particular, uh, Yuasa-san was very open to us using Flash to animate our shots, the production took the final keys and printed them out and then retraced them onto paper, and then they were in between. It's a pretty wild pipeline, but it totally worked. Yeah, I well, don't imagine I still everybody say, did that. I still say F Flash animation because it always looks so terrible and unnatural. True. So that's that's just my thoughts on Flash animation. And, um, I guess you could say... Way to burn could... Titmouse, man! <laughs> it's not ju- it, I mean it's not just titmouse and stuff like that I'm talking about a lot of stuff out there stuff that shall not be named but um like su- like super jail makes it work ugly Americans it made it work a little bit I mean it, it worked okay for a while but then it, for a while you know in many motion shots it got distracting but the people that do it right uh, are the guys that do super jail so. Man, that show is so visually crazy. I know. Super Jail is like being high and drunk at the same time while eating a pizza <laughs> and then taking a dump. But in a good way. <laughs> I love when Jim laughs, man. Oh, my God. That was the season finale this week. So I hope you watched it. Otherwise, it's probably on the Adult Swim website. There is it. So yeah, um, this was definitely a weird episode of Space Dandy. Another one where you should really stay away from the illicit drugs if you really want to, you know. Drip. Well, actually, where illicit drugs are not needed because the episode's enough of a trip. <laughs> well, put it like this, people: if you ever want to know what it's like to do LSD, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I can taste the air. Dandy's a hell of a drug, man. I know, dude. Seriously. Take a couple of lines and you get it. Couple it's like smelling the number nine. <laughs> Speaking of that, we got some tsunami talkbacks, starting with this from Psycho Michael. Did that fish just smoke a centipede? Only dandy. Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> he smoked it up, I hate. <laughs> that was pretty weird. I was serious, man. I was like, man, you know, the centipedes got that, like, venom and everything, man. So, yeah, you're getting high right there. <laughs> that, that is a good point. It's weird how it just straightens out when he lights it on. <laughs> Wait, what are we talking about again? Shut up, Andy. The fish, when they were down in his underground cove type thing, talking about stuff, he Stop takes a, a centipede, lights it on fire, and smokes it. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about something else. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> well, did you see people? Paul, you suck. Yeah, what are gone? Yes. Child on. dude JB says, Children. if you haven't seen Space Dandy, then there isn't a better time to watch than now. Yeah, just jump right in. 
<laughs> really, it's a it's one of those few series which you can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's and I I, I would charm. say that like the first three episodes, of this like second half of them, like really strong. Like probably I would say at least the first the, this week's episode were as like strong as any of the episodes from the last first half of the series. So I mean. I've been impressed just with how consistently good it's been for a show that's basically just throwing darts at a dartboard. Norbert Dan writes in, The fish warning his planet reminds me of Bardock. Yeah. Yeah, but... uh, Well, nobody actually laughed at dude, for real. But they did call him a loser, pretty much. But the thing is, uh... Ah, damn, Bardock died too. But Bardock didn't get eaten. (laughs) Bardock didn't (laughs) That's true. not on screen. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe Frieza had some hey. monkey stew. Monkey hey. see, monkey stew. <laughs> no. Go to the corner, sketch. <laughs> the underscore bodyguard 31 says, I loved the animation. I felt bad for the fish. Meow should have attempted to eat more fish from Planet Girlfriend. Well, I guess so. Now they're all gone. Like sardines on Futurama. <laughs> Master of the Arts writes in, Damn, it was kind of sad the fish got eaten like that. Lol. The animation was outstanding, though. It was not sad that he got eaten like that. Well, it that was a travesty. Is, it was it a travesty delicious. because there was no hot sauce, no <laughs> hush puppies, no coleslaw. No tartar sauce, either. It's not a tragedy. That is just the great circle of life, man. Yeah, you know, which you could shut look up, at intern. In Rosaki Yuasa's <laughs> Adventure Time episode. <laughs> food chain. Train. Let the fools have their tartar sauce. <laughs> that was a little bit fishy there. Uh, <laughs> ooh, ooh, ouch. There it is. Oh, the lowest me, level sir. pun that could be made. <laughs> You wound me, sir. <laughs> Massive Star 162 says, I so love the animation in this week's Space Dandy. So there you go. Three people loving the animation. Oh, make that four. <laughs> Stephen Oz writes in, They really spent the animation budget on this week's Space Dandy, but it looks amazing. And Allison T writes in, My eyes couldn't handle the dandy animations. They were just that good. Dandy, if you will. Also, she wants to know Dandy in reference to him saying, if you don't know me, you want to. With that kick-ass pompadour, who doesn't? (laughs) And in regard to who worked on this episode, Blatch writes in, Space Dandy played host to Masaki Yuasa's Funhouse. Great animation, and it was surprisingly comprehensible. Yeah, I know. That's probably the biggest shock of them all. Space Dandy plus Suasa and Comprehensible? This is unexpected. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's the killing part, man. I was like, wait a minute, this should actually make sense for once. <laughs> this is surprisingly straightforward. Exactly, because Yuasa takes your ass for a loop. You Compare that to his Adventure Time episode in Kickhart. And- I do, I'm not going to even talk about that anymore, dude. That made my brain hurt. And I'm that a smart was person. something. <laughs> It was a thing. Hey, Jake, if you were a real friend, you'd get inside my mouth. (laughs) (laughs) That's what she said. Any other thoughts on this episode? (laughs) What is there to say, but damn. (laughs) Watch it. If you didn't. Uh, Which you should have. Watch it, damn you. 
Watch it all. Especially when Funimation has an announcement for it, which I hope they do at Otakon. About what? Space Dandy possibly coming to DVD and Blu-ray. Oh. Mm. Well, maybe the first part. Yeah. 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 It's going to yeah. be a while before these episodes get on, but oh. Oh, um, that. I will say really quick. Um, I'm really, really excited for next week's episode. I'm excited about the prospect of Dandy in high school or college. <laughs> nah. <laughs> Transfer student is Dandy. Yeah. The transfer student is indeed dandy. Oh, yeah. Dandy. But how will Dr. Gel show up in that episode? <laughs> I wonder. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dr. Gel showed this... up in this episode. And Kevin <laughs> died very quickly. Died. Yeah, that's like the fourth or fifth time. <laughs> you say and that he, every he week. That... Yes, but I'm just that confident <laughs> that was time. X. He... <laughs> <laughs> I kind of I feel like Jell showed up just so that they could draw him. <laughs> Probably. I just love seeing him die, dude. It's so funny. <laughs> He's like the Look. fucking Kenny of goddamn Dandy. <laughs> Looks like Team Dr. Jell's blasting off again. Oh, we're on fire! <laughs> Is it getting hot in here? <laughs> hey, take off all your clothes. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I broke Jim. Yes, you did. Tatanism was bad. I kind of feel like he saw something else that was funny. No, it was the song reference. I could just imagine. It's just the mental image that popped in my head, like Dr. Jell just singing, it's getting hot in here. <laughs> and then even, and then by extension, uh, Tatum singing and jamming to it behind the mic. It's getting hot in here, so take off all your clothes. I am getting so hot, I want to take my clothes off. <laughs> oh, wow. oh, Shut up, intern. I oh. am getting so hot, I'm gonna take my clothes off. <laughs> Be- <laughs> oh, wow. Oh. And I think it's time to get into the news, as long as Jim's not still broken. <laughs> right now. News. From Facebook, Twitter, and the official Toonami Tumblr, this is Toonami News, powered by ToonamiFaithful.com. Saturday night's Toonami block from 11.30 to 3.30 a.m. Apparently, they don't count the reruns. <laughs> Continue to attract targeted young audiences. Yeah, that's how they wrote that. Bleach at midnight ranked number one in its time period among all adults men 18 to 24 and 18 to 34 and 18 to 49. Space Dandy at 1230 and Black Lagoon at 230 each ranked number one in their respective time periods among adults 18 to 24 and 18 to 34 
and all targeted male demos. Naruto Shippuden. Oh my gosh, they wrote Naruto Shippuden for once. One Piece <laughs> and Blue Exorcist all ranked number one in their respective time slots among adults 18 to 24, 18 to 34, and men 18 to 24 and 18 to 34. And on top of that, both Blue Exorcist and Black Lagoon grew in delivery of targeted demos by mostly double digits versus the same time period last year, ranging between 1% and 52%. See? Once again, hard numbers aren't the be-all, end-all. <clears throat> and this is in a pretty, shall we say, average week for ratings. You know? right. <clears throat> Should be interesting to see how, with the new schedule how everything, uh, if everything shifts a little bit, <clears throat> especially towards the end of the block, too. Right, right. Yeah. Adults, 18 to 49, sketch. The adults, 18 to 49, ratings for Saturday, July 12th, are as follows. Attack on Titan, 575,000. Bleach, 605,000. Space Dandy, 508,000. Naruto Shippuden, 456,000. One Piece, 445,000. Blue Exorcist, 471,000. Black Lagoon, 426,000. Beware the Batman, 392,000. Classic Naruto, 326,000. Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, 254,000. Samurai Jack, 214,000. Star Wars The Clone Wars, 224,000. And Symbionic Titan, 207,000. The totals are Attack on Titan, 1,016,000 viewers. Bleach, 968,000 viewers. Space Dandy, 827,000. Naruto Shippuden, 796,000. One Piece, 701,000. Blue Exorcist, 752,000. Black Lagoon, 690,000. Beware the Batman, 652,000. Naruto, 586,000. Fullmetal Alchemist Brotherhood, 468,000. Samurai Jack, 440,000. Star Wars The Clone Wars, 481,000. And Symbionic Titan ends the night with 434,000. Those your ratings. Those your ratings. Pretty good. They are yeah. perhaps a little bit lower than we were hoping on the first week that we had the full that many premiere schedule, but I imagine things will grow. But more importantly, regardless of the totals, they still won demos. Right. That's what matters. Yeah, it's not just about uh, increasing total viewership, like I keep on saying. We're growing demos, and uh, even though Black Lagoon's ratings aren't exactly what we want to see, the fact remains that they are still winning in key demos. They're ranking number one in 18 to 24, 18 to 34, and men 18 to 24, 18 to 34, quoting verbatim from the release there. So the fact remains that even though uh, Black Lagoon's not doing what we think it should be in terms of hard numbers, it's winning. That's what matters. Right. And, and it is also gaining from what was in the slot last year, mm -hmm. which is very important. We have to realize, too, that um, with the uh, the World Cup going on, it kind of put everything out of whack. So hopefully now everything will 
come into sync and we'll actually have visually higher ratings. Mm-hmm. So last year Dude. around this time, Toonami was led in by one episode of the Boondocks, and before that, it was the Cleveland Show, and before that, Family Guy. Two Boondocks and a Black Dynamite just isn't as good of a lead-in, especially because Black Dynamite kind of sinks between those two Boondocks episodes. Nothing against the show. I like the show, but it's not doing Toonami any favors. However, the good news is because it drops the ratings that much, Attack on Titan and Bleach regularly beat the hour before them, which maybe would not have happened if there was a stronger lead-in. I've always kind of been advocating um, Family Guy leading into uh, Adult Swim, leading into Toonami, just because of the simple fact that, well, it's going to guarantee, you know, a bunch of ratings and stuff like that. So when you have a when you have something piggybacking, it's like what happened with Ugly Americans in its first season. Ugly Americans piggybacked off of South Park and as such probably had a boost in ratings because of it. So I'd like to think that if we, if um, Attack on Titan were to piggyback off of Family Guy, even though you get an incredible amount of mood dissonance, um, you'll still get, uh, you'll still retain a lot of those uh, people because of people, a lot of those ratings because of people who can't go to bed. You know, but it's I just a theory on my part. I would agree with that. Uh, I yeah. think that, I think you would get at least half of what Family Guy gets. So let's figure. Family Guy is, is really pretty good at getting at least two million, so... Yeah. You know. Particularly at 11 o'clock, yes. Right. So, yeah. I mean, figure like a million to 1,500. Yeah, exactly. 1,500, you, you know what I mean, 1.5 million. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So... So, I don't know if that's a realistic number to shoot for, but this is just a theory on my part. Yeah. So. I kind of like having Boondocks right before Toonami, but if they put Family Guy before that, that would suffice. Yeah. But there I was mean, a time when Family, Family Guy. Guy was right before Toonami, and that was last December for movie month, and we mm, saw the well, results of that. Yeah, I mean, it was they good. They were quite and, good. And um, even though it's, de- and let's put it this way, that was December. That was during the holidays. Imagine mm-hmm. what you could do if you had it in a more, shall we say, peak time. Yeah, exactly. So, so I don't know if that's an option for the network to be able to do. Uh, I don't know if that's if there's something with their contract, with their syndication contract with Fox that keeps them from putting it later or something like that. But um, it's like I said, uh, that's all this really is as a thought. Yeah, I think it would get results. It may not look pretty on paper, but it would get results. Well, as Bill Cower always said, so what if we won ugly? <laughs> On to trending. Trending. Yay. The U.S. trends are don't care, Battle of the Gods. Battle of Gods don't care for some people. <laughs> Just Battle of Gods during Bleach. Gurren Lagan during Bleach. Hashtag Space Dandy. Ennis Lobby from One Piece. Hashtag Blue Exorcist, hashtag Black Lagoon, hashtag FMA Brotherhood, and Samurai Jack. In the worldwide trends, we have Gurren Lagan during Bleach, Samurai Jack, and in the mobile app trends, hashtag Toonami during Attack on Titan, hashtag Attack on Titan, and Gurren Lagan during Bleach. We had Toonami trend on Tumblr. 
I feel night. like something has changed with the way they calculate trending because we used to get everything. Yeah. But yep. then again, we also have a lot of tra- we've been having a lot of traffic recently too between all kinds of stuff. So Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I think that weekend, if I remember correctly, was uh, that was the end of the World Cup, although I think that was the next day. Um, there was a big video game tournament happening. There's a couple of big things happening that that same night, so that were popular on social media. Yeah, wasn't there? It was it either this week or two weeks ago that there was a UFC uh, fight. Was there one this weekend? I don't know. I think it was last week. Yeah, I don't know. I can't remember. Hmm. Well, we have some other news. Yes, we do. The goodies the other night was a surprise One Piece arc promo for the Ennis Lobby arc. Yeah. Which is very cool, and you should check it out on Toonami's Tumblr or the ToonamiFaithful.com website. Thank you for plugging that. Oh, you know how I do. <laughs> <laughs> which, which, by the way, there were a couple people that were complaining. Or somebody actually sent me a question on Ask.fm about why did One Piece get a promo but Naruto ship it and didn't get one. I'm sitting there thinking to myself, um, why would Naruto ship it and need one right now? (laughs) Yeah, they're kind of still on the same storyline that they have been since the beginning of the year. Right. Though one could argue they did not very well promote Naruto ship it in at first because of Space Dandy, but it was Space Dandy that was more important. Not very good timing for Naruto Shippuden, I guess. But Naruto Shippuden is a show that's going to do well even if you don't promote it. That's kind of why they have it. I would agree with that as well. Nonetheless, I think that there will be a promo for Naruto Shippuden at some point. Probably if they move it a time slot and it's the only one that moves. Then again, they don't promote all of their time slot moves ahead of time. No. (laughs) I was actually... I actually thought they were going to do Beware the Batman this week, and they didn't. Yeah, I was kind of thinking that they would do a Beware the Batman promo this week. So when it was a One Piece promo, color me surprised. Well, maybe they'll, maybe, well, I would not I think next week will be a a, a lineup promo. Yeah, that's probably what it's going to be. But I I, kind of hope they do do that because, I mean, really, this is a big deal. This is the first time that these episodes have ever been on broadcast TV. So there was another little goodie as well. Yes, there was a Q&A in which they confirmed that they will be playing Dragon Ball Z Kai uncensored. Mm-hmm. Just for those they of you who they... are silly and think that they would possibly play the same version that was on Nicktoons and the CW, no Blue Popo. Let us all have a moment for Blue Popo. <laughs> Darrell, where's the oh, harmonica? Oh, I'm sorry, sir, but uh, I don't know where my harmonica is. Yeah, you find it. Hey, Go to the corner. Go to the corner. I'm pegging shit, man. So, yeah. All right. So, to be fair regarding the content of Dragon Ball Kai, it was re-edited from the original for Japanese broadcast standards now, and they got away with a lot more in the 80s. Despite that, it is still very violent, and Funimation's dub is totally uncensored. And has a few swears, if you care. <laughs> swearing is good. Goku yeah, swearing? What? So this should be interesting. Mm-hmm. But they said something else, too, didn't they? They did. 
But before we get to the second question, let's just go ahead and get through the third. And the third was somebody asking about them putting up a lot of Gundam Wing images on the Tumblr, to which they replied, don't read too much into the Tumblr. And we can't play it yet. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're fans. But Basically, they said the they only... can't play it yet. <laughs> yeah, I know. That was kind of like, wait. Immediately but... read more into it. It was <laughs> yeah, kind of trolling, if you ask me. Yes, it was. Well, let's <laughs> put it this way. Um, Gundam first needs a United States distributor, and then uh, you need somebody to pay the exorbitant prices that um, Sunrise wants. Yeah. Basically, wow. the only person who would know enough about this to really talk about it at length is Jose. I was going to say, if I remember from last year at Otakon, they, had, they acquired a lot of stuff from not only Bandai, but Sunrise as well, Funimation did. Mm -hmm. Right, but Gundam was not on the list for any. Correct, but that doesn't mean that they won't do it this year. But from what I remember, Sunrise is like and Bandai are likely going to want a toy deal in addition to Gundam because that's where, uh, that's where the two really make their money. Yeah, but I don't. Strangely enough, I think Viz probably has the best position to get Gundam. Probably. If they're going to get anything back, they just need to go ahead and get Ronin Warriors back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, please. Let's not have that conversation. We'll be here for like five hours. <laughs> yes, and, and I don't want to be... Uh... The classic <laughs> anime returns in deluxe here. box sets. Let's not have the uh, conversation about uh, Gundam either, because we'll be here for five hours with that, too. Yes, yes. Yeah, Sig Zion. But I think we... You generally got the impression that they would love to play a Gundam series. They just can't. Yes. Yeah, they just that's can't out of it. their hands at the moment. Well, we'll see what happens. Hopefully, you know, they'll end up getting... Somebody will end up picking up some Gundam series, and then we can actually see it. You know what I mean? So. Be careful what you wish for, though, because then you'll get SD Gundam again. Oh! Uh, hey, yeah. hey, 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 hey. Wait, 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 wait. Time out, time out. That, that show actually, towards the end, was actually pretty good. To be honest with you, it did like, get I, increasingly it, better. Yeah, it did. It was really weird. Like it was, it, it was shitty. Kind of watched it at the beginning, and it was kind of shitty. And then you're just like, wait a minute, this is actually getting good. <laughs> I think that was the first anime dub I ever heard Yuri Lowenthal on. The great thing about that is he was going by a name, Yellow Lollicup. Moving on. I think it was anyway, trying to was pass the... as a woman. Jim actually mentioned this last week, <laughs> so Jim gets credit. Yeah, it's like I'm psychic or something. No, we all are on this podcast for some odd reason. Super low-hanging fruit. <laughs> I'll read into it. <laughs> Get, read on with. Get on with it. The second question of the Tumblr Q&A asked if they would ever play Gurren Lagann on Toonami, at which point Tom said, well, funny you should ask. We're playing it. August 16th at 2 a.m. And it has been confirmed for the HD Masters as well. So guess what, kids? You don't have to worry about getting that five hundred dollar box set from Manaplex. Yeah, now it's gonna be a thousand. Um, <laughs> on the secondary market, yes. Yes, exactly. Insanity. Somebody will pay for it. Don't you worry. Absolutely. Yeah, we aboo. I'll stick with my Bandai DVD set. Thanks. I will too. That's enough. That's all I need. But yes, that's what matters. But I that's wish a I big still thing. Had mine. We will get Gurren Lagann on Toonami in high definition. So, yay us. I'm very happy about that. So there you go. That's what's replacing Blue answer. Exorcist. You happy now? You know. Stop asking. Anaplex oh, with Anaplex. 
I can't wait to make all innuendos for this one. So many innuendos. I can't wait for episode four when they have the guest animator. I'm curious. Yeah. Shut up. For- <laughs> Some people haven't seen it yet. Ah, yeah. That. I get it. Anyway. No. <laughs> there was other scheduled news, though, because they finally, less than a week ahead, confirmed their schedule for this week. Yes. So Cowboy Bebop's back. It's at 4.30, the same mm-hmm. night that Beware the Batman moves to 2.30, and Black Lagoon moves to 3. Oh. And since Bebop's at 4.30, Samurai Jack moves to 5.30. little schedule shuffle. Mm-hmm. But still, no, I do not. Black Lagoon at 3, do not want. Yeah, I stayed up for a show I loved like that since I was at 7. Um, you know, I, I'm going to be honest. Like This is where I wish that we did have the 11 o'clock hour, because... Well, yeah, the fact that they don't have the 11 o'clock hour for Space Dandy Season 2 is criminal. Well, I'm just talking about the fact that I would love to see um, Batman, beware the Batman get, like, moved up a little bit farther just because of, you know, because it is new episodes that have never been seen on broadcast TV. So it would be something, I think that would have been a little bit better. But, you know, we are, we have what we have, and that's, we should be grateful for what we have. So I'm not going to bitch about it. Very. So that's the schedule this Saturday. Please enjoy. And I think Samurai Jack will do well at the 5.30 time slot. Yeah, I think it'll actually do better there than it did at 4.30. Because following Clone Wars should probably work out pretty well for it. And and I think other than moving... Other than what some people wanted, which was moving Samurai Jack up higher in the block... Um, I think this is the best alternative just because it does lead into Cartoon Network and people are getting up at that time. So Should so, be okay. Yeah. And you know what? Even if it doesn't do great, it didn't cost them any money. Exactly. Yeah. Just be preview. happy it's a cool show that's on if you want to wake up or stay up. Yep. Yeah. Or if you work the uh, graveyard shift, you know? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. People seem to forget that people work crazy hours. And by crazy hours, we mean working overnights. Exactly. Yeah. That's what we call Not it the graveyard everybody shift. works banker's hours. My, yeah, some people work... Oh, my God. Uh, no. Wow. Wow. <laughs> we just dove her off the cliff on that one. <laughs> hey, how sharp did you turn that wheel, Darrell? Oh, oh, no. We were just Maybe. driving along, having a good time, talking about Samurai Jack, a Cartoon Network <laughs> show. La, 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 la. Moving on, on, kids. Can we move along, though, people? Yes. Yeah. I think that does it for the news. Yes, it does. Onward to the Attack on Titan recap. Attack on Titan, Episode 11, Idol, The Struggle for Trust, Part 7. Okay, basically in this episode, Armin really actually helps out Commander Pixis and his subordinates. Basically, they actually coordinate a plan in order to take back, you know, Trost. But the thing is, you have this one soldier, he starts to spaz out and cause discord among all the soldiers. And I'm just like, oh, my God, this dude is about to fucking fuck up everybody right now. And the other soldier's like, if you don't shut up right now, Desert, I'm going to kill you. 
That sounded like something I would have did anyway, but no, that was that was the pussy ass uh, commander that said that. Oh uh, no, that wasn't kids, man. This was just a regular common grunt, man. He literally lost morale and heart the fight, and right. he ass out. Right, but then he turned around and he said, "If you if you keep if you walk away, that's that's uh, crown." No, this was another. That was another soldier that was of a higher rank with him, and basically. This guy's like talking about, you know, if he's going to die, at least he want to spend the rest of his time with his family. And then, you know, all of a sudden, Pixis has come out like a badass drinking and everything. It calms everybody down. And he was like, um, don't abandon hope. You know, it's a chance that they can actually finally win against the Titans because all of a sudden you have Aaron, who's part of this supposedly secret human to Titan program. And basically... He convinces his troops to stay around and saying that Aaron, you know, gives them finally a chance to take back, you know, what they lost from the Titans. And, you know, hey, at this point, hey, we can gain some ground. And basically, they, you know, they once they get this all out, you know, Pixies and got all the fear out of most of the troops, you know, they gather all together around Aaron. And then Aaron says that he's going to get rid of this boulder. He's like, he's not sure if he can do it in Titan form, but. And he's like, it's worth a try. So they figure out this plan to get the Titans away from Aaron so that he can put the bowling out. So basically, Mikasa is in, right along with some other elites. They're there to help guard Aaron, you know, during the mission. And basically, that was um, in the garrison was basically Ian Dietrich, Rico Brinziska, and Mitaba Yarnik. And basically, as they head towards the giant boulder, Rico and Aaron, you know, all these lives at stake, you know, for the sake of the mission. And then when they finally get to the boulder, Aaron transforms into um, the rogue Titan, as I like to call him. And then all of a sudden, he goes berserk and he attacks Mikasa. And that's pretty much summing up this episode of Attack on Titan. Hmm. Any questions? Bueller? Bueller? Bueller. Bueller. Um... <laughs> Gentlemen, any thoughts? They're still really good at leaving on cliffhangers. Yeah, yeah. It's, oh, it's, really, man. it's beautifully paced like that. It's like they. It's like okay, so how can we make this episode in such a way that we can end it on the perfect cliffhanger and make people crave more? We're gonna have some guy freak out for a long time, and then we're gonna have Pixis give an incredible speech that takes up a lot of time. Not to mention he was drinking before he started talking to him, man. I was like, you know what? This is the type of commander that I love and I would follow because I trust a man who drinks. Especially if you could get into his moonshine stash. Damn right. In the cellar. We know it's down in that basement. <laughs> it's Pixis Supply. <laughs> I mean, I'm dead serious, man. On top of that, man, they're walking along the freaking wall, man. And Pixis offers Aaron a drink, man. Aaron takes a dang on swig and spits it out. I'm like, wait a minute. Party foul, dude. Your commanding officer just gave you a drink and you spit it out. That is probably one of the most disrespectful things you can do as a soldier. When your commanding officer gives you a drink, you do not spit it out. You take it down, man. You have to drink it. <laughs> Seriously, it is an unwritten back. rule. It, it is an unwritten rule that you do not <laughs> repeat. You do not spit it out. You have to drink it. Aaron, you failed in that category. A drinker, you are not. No, he's okay. definitely not. No. 
No, anyway. he's like he's like the Jose of Attack on Titan. Wow. <laughs> Ooh, low blow. Ooh. <laughs> low blow. Oh, it's okay. He'll love it anyway. Love you, Jose. No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> and now you can just see Jose expose his face right now. <laughs> really? My Darrell, my Darrell sense is tingling. <laughs> Basically, man, this right here is just like that cliffhanger. The cliffhanger, though, it really got you. But mm-hmm. if it wasn't for General Pix's calming the soldiers down, man, it would have been a lot more chaos. But as most people were saying that Armin is useless, the man has proven time and time again that he is actually useful as a tactician and a strategist. He keeps proving it, just like to let you know that. Mm-hmm. And do we have any talkbacks for this, sir? We sure do. Awesome. Found some on Facebook, actually. So I'm going to start Ooh. there. Uh, from Facebook, Kelly Gordon writes in, Attack on Titan is awesome. I love it. But they love to drag you through the story, though. They've been dealing with Aaron turning into a Titan to place that boulder in the hole to shut out the other Titans for the past three weeks. Yeah, they... They do stretch a bit. And yet, they still manage to get you hooked for next week with those damn cliffhangers. Yeah, they they definitely do. I remember when I first saw this episode, I was like, what just happened? (laughs) What could possibly go wrong? Everything. (laughs) And then I saw Commander drinking booze along the wall. I'm sorry, I have to keep going back to that. (laughs) Alcohol was the focal point for me. I saw Commander Pixis walking along the top of the wall. I was just saying, be in a Titan's head, I dare you. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, I ain't gonna, no lie, dude. Oh, my it's God, like they always have their mouths open. Dude, oh, no lie, I would literally do that for real. <laughs> oh, my God. I would do that. Now, it's not like a Titan's just gonna throw it, gonna punch the wall and go, that's it! You know? <laughs> now, it was no, the Titan is like, I'm just boom, <laughs> smashes the wall. I dare say, sir, that is repugnant. <laughs> Here I am trying to eat you, and you peed on my face. I was just giving you a golden shower. Oh. Just when I couldn't get any lower. Oh. <laughs> moving on. Yes, moving on. Joshua Knighton says regarding the opening, I swear this song is so epic to drive to. I just crank it up, turn on the bass, and let the German blast. Apparently German is the new edgy in Japan. It is? I guess. Wow. Mm. Stephen Oz writes in, The life of Aaron Yeager consists of two steps forward and one Titan step back. I love that reference. (laughs) I forgot the name of the group at this point, but... Shit. I'm not surprised. Shut up. I think it was Rascal <laughs> Flats win it. Somebody. I know. <laughs> oh I can't remember, man. Not right now. I'm not surprised. Shut up, Paul. No one asked you. Blatch writes in, as expected, everything is not going to go fine with the Rogue Titan. At least Dot Pixis put on a good show. That's because he was drunk. Phantom Star 162 says, Aaron has gone turbo. I'm thinking that's a Wreck-It Ralph reference. Yes, it is. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, okay. As opposed to Street Fighter. Eh, I thought he was talking about Power Rangers. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like Into Turbo. We don't like to talk about that one, Darrell. Form type. And Allison T. writes in, Every time Pixis talked, I was reminded of Master Makarov. Must be the dub voice. <laughs> Nobody got anything to say about that? Nope. I, I'm not going to say anything <laughs> as much as I don't want to make a comment about. No. <laughs> yeah, I'm just say. avoiding it. No, no. no Plus more. one. Let's go. I'm just going to step back. Yes, you need to. Okay. Inuyasha-san87 says, Pixis loves to drink. Aaron attacking Mikasa at the end. In the words of Joseph Joestar, Oh, no! Yes, Pixis loves to drink. So do I. But, no. <laughs> Hell, I think Pixis would probably actually give me a run for my money, though, dude. I think so. Yeah, small little guy, man. But, hey, he constantly drinking, man. I gotta say... Pixis knows how to give a speech. Aaron yes, should does. take notes. <laughs> yeah, he did. But you can't lie, man. Aaron did manage to mobilize his group, though, man. I thought it was funny how similar that story is to basically Captain America. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> he is a super soldier. <laughs> he really is. <laughs> if you think about it, he really is a super soldier, man. I mean, little short, scrawny guy, and all of a sudden he can turn into Captain America now, which is actually insult in the military. But of course, things don't go according to plan, and Aaron attacks Mikasa. Hey, well, hopefully get... that resolves. We know what she says, though. Don't we, people? We're not letting you talk anymore. You're done. Time out. I don't know, man. I don't even know. For someone who keeps saying he's ready to get done, certainly interrupt to make everything worse sometimes. Well, that does uh, it for our Attack on Titan recap. We will be back with a topic, but first, a message from our sponsors. Tsunami Faithful, if you're in and around Nashville, Tennessee on August 1st through 3rd, our friends AkaiCon will be taking over the city for the weekend. With classic voice guests Chuck Huber, Matthew Mercer, and Caitlin Glass all joining the show. Also be on the lookout for the Cosplay Fashion Show, and J-Rock band Kazha will make an appearance, coming all the way from the land of the rising sun. Catch us online at www.akaikon.com or facebook.com slash akaikon.go. And we're back. All right. So we already know what's coming to Toonami next from Anaplex, but... Because you were all so cool and gave us your suggestions, we thought we would read them off. As you might expect, it's a few shows, and it's the usual suspects for Manaplex. Yeah, yes, it is. pretty much a bunch of repeats, but here, here we go. Typical manga fan says, Monaco Magica would be a great Anaplex edition. It seems like a good way to get Magical Girl genre back onto Toonami. Madoka grabs those who want something to remind them of Sailor Moon and gives them dark themes for the older audience. Likewise, Keikaku Cat mentions, you know my choice, Madoka Magica all the way. I don't care if it's not a good fit for the block. Do it! Allison T. also suggests Madoka Magica for the reason to make people shut the hell up about her not having watched it yet. What's what's stopping you? It's on Netflix. It's on Hulu. It's oh, Crunchyroll. She doesn't seem to really go for the magical girl stuff, but whatever. Mm. 
Well, it's not your typical magical girl show, for one thing. Yeah. I think I, I will go back to the second person's comment and say I do think it would actually fit on Toonami. Yeah, I think it fits fine, really. It's mm-hmm. gonna be a little perplexing to people for about two episodes, but by the end of the third one, they'll be like, oh, "Okay, yeah, this makes sense." <laughs> <laughs> and shame on you if you didn't hang, if you don't hang on for just three episodes of Monica Magica. Just do it and watch yeah. it and enjoy it. It's a good show. Do it. Do it. Inuyasha-san87 writes in Magi because it's such a great show and has great characters. John Rowland agrees that Magi's dub would be great on Toonami. And Phil Curtin says Magi the Labyrinth of Magic or Gurren Lagann. Well, you, you got one of them. Fize Daniel said Monica Magica the Monogatari series and Meikaku City Actors. Uh, sorry, there's no dubs for those, except for Monica. Two, yep. uh, and also says, since there is no hope of a simul dub, Toonami, please air Sword Art Online 2 and the extra edition for obvious reasons. Uh, the extra edition will not fit on Toonami. No. Well, they could play it as a movie. No, it's not long enough. It's only like 60 minutes. Half of it is navel-gazing. And the other half of it is a recap of the show. I don't think that runtime's necessarily a problem, but... The content is a problem. The content is a problem. After the actual show? <laughs> yeah. So, basically, yeah. we're gonna just say... No! It doesn't work. Muhammad, uh, I know that you are a huge Sword Art Online fan, but we've had this conversation before, you and I. Extradition is not going to work. I'm really sorry. And no, you're not going to get the Monogatari series anyway. anyway. Monogatari is undubbable. Exactly. Yeah. Just like Katsanagatari. Eikaku City actors, well, that remains to be seen. Yeah, I haven't seen more than two episodes of that. It's, I haven't seen any so of it. It's good so far. Damn, is it yeah, an action You start show? shit and then don't finish. That's that. Don't even... Don't even get me started. Shut up, Paul. Just add it to the list. (laughs) Be glad that this podcast is something that I am not stopping. (laughs) Oh, we ain't gonna talk about that uh, same shift, different day, late night, (laughs) wagging to a sketch of the rail. Exactly. Yeah. We have a few more. But anybody who's bummed that they can't see extra edition on Toonami, perhaps Sao Two gives you enough recap. Don't even worry about it. Mr. A says, how about Fate Zero? Likewise, Su-Lis-Ku Ninja says, just Fate Zero. Well, uh, just because I'm curious, would some, Fate Zero be something they could afford? Because I'm pretty sure, isn't Fate Zero kind of an expensive license? Uh, not only that, but it's Probably. also really slow in the first half. Yeah. There's it, a lot of background, a lot of backstory, and a lot of building up. up of the characters. So, no, Fate Zero will bore people to tears in the first half. They will leave the show before the good stuff happens in the second half. That's a disappointing thing to say, but it is on Netflix dubbed, so check it out. Yeah. And if you don't want to watch it dubbed, then there's lots of options. Moving on. Football3list01 says, kill a kill for sure. You didn't listen to the question. Yeah, there had to be one. Oh, correction. There was two. 
As young Rec Nami says, Gurren Lagan and Kill a Kill are good ones. Didn't listen to the question. I'm sending Darrell after you now. Regarding <laughs> that, people asked, why not mention Kill a Kill? Well, that's because that was the obvious thing that people were going to mention. That's like saying, what Funimation show would you like to see before they announce Dragon Ball Kai? Or is Darrell drunk in the podcast again? I was also very clear when I said, aside from Kill a Kill. Mm-hmm. I think we were clear about saying aside from Kill a Kill in the initial Toonami Talkback tweet as well. But it's okay. Just... We understand lots of people want to see Kill a Kill. Oh yeah, but it's we just knew not, that. Enough, not enough of it is dubbed yet. Starstorm writes in, like to see Monica Magica, Fate Zero, Gurren Lagan, but I predict it's Magi or Kill a Kill. You were wrong, but it ended up being Gurren Lagan anyways. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like we say it. Gurren Lagan. <laughs> Gurren Lagan was on a lot of people's wish lists. Yeah, it was. I saved all the Gurren Lagan ones for last. <laughs> <laughs> I see. Mike Jin X89 says Gurren Lagan or Monica Magica. Michael L also says Gurren Lagan or Monica Magica or Dorarara, which aired on Adult Swim before. Met Poison says I think Gurren Lagan should replace Blue Exorcist after its run. Congratulations! You, you win the- nothing. You win the door prize. The door. When I slam it in your face. And Blatch wrote in, Gurren Lagan seems like the surest bet to me, for obvious reasons, but I'm confident Magi will play someday. I hope Magi gets on. I like that show a lot. I, like to, like I, didn't, I haven't watched enough of it yet, but I like the first few episodes that I saw. I it's honestly think it's because it was 2am that they went with a show like Gurren Lagan. It was mm-hmm. pretty much going to be Monica or Gurren Lagan. And Gurren Lagan was definitely the safer choice. Mm-hmm. Because yes. Magi is a show t- that you don't want to throw on at 2 a.m. You want to put that at least at 1.30. And believe mm-hmm. me, it makes a difference. Mm-hmm. So anyway, we had others, didn't we? Uh, yeah, we had others. Because lots of people didn't pay attention when we said Anaplex shows. Anaplex shows. <laughs> also suggestions not from Anaplex. Bin Bogamiga, a.k.a. Good Luck Girl. Mirai Niki, a.k.a. Future Diary, Bakano, which kind of counts, yeah. 009-1, For the Giggles, apparently, Darker mm. Than Black, Birdie which the Which also kind of counts. Really? Does it? Yeah, Darker Than Black was produced by Anaplex, I guess. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> there, are, there are some uh, stuff that um, Anaplex makes in Japan that um, are not sent to Anaplex USA. Right. So. Soul Eater was another one. And Full Metal Alchemist. And Full Metal Alchemist, yes. Yeah, and Bakuno, obviously. Mm-hmm. So, okay. You passed that one. Also, mm-hmm. Darker Than Black would be a good show for Toonami. I agree. I like that mm-hmm. show. It's good. Uh, Birdie the Mighty Decode. Guilty Crown. Blood Sea. All of which are available from Funimation. And Persona 4 the Animation from Sentai. Though the person that did say Persona 4 did clarify it was from Sentai. Oh, mm-hmm. right. We did say people could <laughs> say what Sentai shows they'd like to see. Mm-hmm. Although Persona 4, as great as it is, I want people to play the game, you know? <laughs> but if you're not an RPG person, I guess uh, that's your best uh, alley. But even still, you should play Persona 4. It's awesome. Yeah, I'll, I'll vouch. But the anime is a pretty good adaptation. It's yeah. funny as hell. Yes. Love Michelle Ruff. <laughs> yes, we know. 
Shut up, Paul. No one's talking to you right, right now. <laughs> It'll be okay, Darrell. We also got some talkbacks in response to Gurren Lagan being announced, because people noticed that. Uh, Blatch writes in, first of all, give me brownie points, because I called Gurren Lagan. Yeah, so did lots of people, we... Gordon. <laughs> Fish stick, man. <laughs> Super low-hanging fruit, I gotta say. <laughs> <laughs> around the geek writes in and i believe this is a podcast around the geek podcast it tsunami is. will begin to start airing gurren lagan on its lineup thanks for telling us we already knew eight apshi eight writes in oh gurren lagan i'm afraid i was never a fan oh well i bet loads of fanboys are happy <laughs> yeah they're gonna kick your ass with spiral so power You'd be surprised at the number of people who are like, No, Gurren Lagann, why? It's so old! Oh! <laughs> Sounded like Muscle Manor for a second, dude. <laughs> that wasn't intentional. You know who else likes Gurren Lagann? My mom! <laughs> I'll allow it. <laughs> and Master of the Arts writes in, Tsunami, don't ever do that to my heart again. I thought we were going to get Gundam Wing and Gurren Lagann on the block. Yeah, that one. that was probably pretty Hey, look trollish. here, one out of two ain't bad. <laughs> They're like, <laughs> I have to it's admit, first... when they said, they announced Gurren Lagann, and then they said, what's with all these Gundam Wing images? I'm like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, of course not, okay. I will admit, though, we should be happy. It is the first giant robot show we've had on Tsunami since the woefully underappreciated Eureka 7. Amen, brother. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. Because chicks dig giant robots on surfboards. No, we're not doing that. I'm done with that joke. I'm done with that joke. (laughs) Really? Yeah, I'm done with it. Okay. He's done with it. It ran its course. Are you sure you're done with it? I'm absolutely sure. Do not do it. This is not a subject that is open for discussion. Anyway, giant caps, Gurren Lagana Tsunami! Yes. Jizz in my pants. Let us all <laughs> savor the moment, because great uh, awesomeness is coming to Tsunami. Yes. In yes. the form of Gurren Yeah, Lagana. baby. Yes, in the form of spiral power, bitches. Raw, raw, fight the power. <laughs> P-O-W-A-H. Power. Right. <laughs> great design work, great action, amazing soundtrack. You guys are in for a treat if you haven't and seen And a chick it. with a big rack that shoots a weapon. Oh and who's also 14. <laughs> yeah, people should probably. Oh. Uh, yeah, Yoko's the four, 14 originally. 14. Yeah. Four, 14. There's a time skip. <laughs> so I uh, that makes yes, it okay. Sir. At some point later in the series, at an unspecified point, because I actually haven't gotten that far in Gurren Lagann. She so. becomes legal. Eventually, so yeah. Oh, oh my god. Yeah, these characters actually get to grow up a bit. It's nice. Yeah. They're not Toys R Us kids, people. <laughs> <laughs> it is a fantastic series. It's one of my favorites. I'm very happy to see it coming to Toonami. It's like, if Hiroyuki Imaishi, the guy who directed uh, Kill la Kill, and before that, Gurren Lagann, it's like he got to make a Saturday morning anime, but with giant robots, and basically got to do whatever he wanted. And that's Gurren Lagann, in a nutshell. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So that's coming. August 16th at 2 a.m. Watch it. Enjoy it. No Uh, other thoughts? No. Nope. I think we're I'm just hyped. 
the hype. Shut up, intern. Get hyped. Shut up, intern. Spiral hype. <laughs> the hype oh, is spiraling yeah. out of control. Oh, yeah, because I can't wait to drill some folks. <laughs> oh, we know. We uh, know. Darrell, our regular drill sergeant. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So if you don't mind, Sketch, I will do some housekeeping. I'll allow it. <laughs> Thanks, Mills Lane. <laughs> All right, well, you can email us at podcast at tsunamifaithful.com if you guys have any questions or if you have something you want to say about the podcast or whatnot, or if you want to give us our Toonami talk back every week, you can email us again. That's podcast at tsunamifaithful.com. Uh, please rate and review the podcast on iTunes, Podomatic, and Stitcher. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash podcast. Follow us on Twitter at podcast, And follow us on Tumblr. You can tumble with us on Tumblr at com. And if you've missed any of our wonderful episodes, including the interviews that we've had recently, uh, you can visit podcast.tunamifaithful.com for all of those previous episodes that you've missed. So I think it's time that we start getting people out of here. Mm-hmm. Indeed it is. Late. So who wants to go first? I guess I will. Reverse order. Go on. You can find me at ZeroAlucard27 on Twitter. However, my account is now protected, so you have to apply to be a friend of mine on follow, uh, a follower. Yeah, a follower of mine on Twitter. Um, you can also find... Actually, I'll be playing the Destiny beta as well, so you can find me at Baystar underscore boy on Twitter. That way, uh, not on Twitter, on PlayStation Network. That way, if you want to play the Destiny beta with me when it goes back live again on Wednesday, uh, we can do so. Um, you can find me at Gunstar Heroes on Twitter and on Tumblr. And if you feel so inclined and are a Sega fan, you can check out my YouTube channel, Gunstar Heroes 777, where I do lots of cool Sega videos. Sega! <laughs> Sega, do Nintendo. Darrell, you're right. next. Well, yeah, you can find me at Ukami underscore Samurai 7 at Twitter.com if you oh, want to tweet with me. Fuck you, Paul. You can kiss my <laughs> black ass. And if you want. <laughs> If you want to tumble with me, you can do that at ukami7.tumblr.com. And if you want to send me any evil emails, but you never do, you can do that at derailmaddox at tsunamifaithful.com. Ain't nobody want to see your shitty blog. Yeah, fuck you, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Sketch? The best way to get in contact with me is to find me on Twitter at Sketch1984. You can also tumble with me, Sketch1984.tumblr.com. You can also ask me silly questions on ask.fm backslash Sketch1984 and email me at Sketch at TsunamiFaithful.com. That's a lot of ats. Yes, it is. Because that's where it's at. All right, and you can find me on Twitter at Paul Pascrillo. Um, you should especially follow me this week because I will be making a special announcement. Hopefully, 
I would say probably Friday. Oh, you and your special announcements. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say anything more than that. You guys are just gonna have to basically keep an eye on my feed to find out what it is. Um, you can also follow me on Tumblr. You can tumble with me on Tumblr at paulbuscrillo.tumblr.com. And if you want to ask me questions like a lot of you have been doing the last couple days for some odd reason, ask.fm slash Um You can ask me any questions you want, um, but understand that if your question is derogatory, it will be deleted. Some of you found that out very quickly. So I have fun with the derogatory ones. I have fun with them too, but then if they just keep continuing and continue, I'm just like, I'm not going to feed the trolls. Go away. So... But that's it for this week, guys. So uh, we certainly hope you enjoyed this week's podcast. Uh, keep tuning in because we have a lot of stuff coming up. we got a lot of big things planned. But that's it for this week. That's it for the Toonami Faithful Podcast. Peace. We're out. Deuces! If it was about gaining space, it would be a spatial announcement. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> okay, is this the Poke Menagerie or what? <laughs> podcast edit. Outtakes. Yes. <laughs> outtakes outtakes for food. miles. This is what happens when Darrell spreads his booty. Oh, Got outtakes for days. Gonna be fun to edit this one. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is, baby. So you want to be a Pokemon master? I got to be the one, the only one who can. We stand the test and be the best. Got to strive, keep up the drive, be a master. It takes a certain kind of skill, and I won't stop until 150 Pokemon. Mine, I must define the art of capture. Come on.